Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I am your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. Today, we will take a look at introverts, a topic which I have written about and spoken frequently on over the past several years. How are introverts different from extroverts? What makes them tick? And what are things you need to know when working with introverts, particularly if you are an extrovert? And what do we introverts need to know about ourselves so that we do not engage in behavior that can hold us back? As an introvert myself, I find this topic not only fascinating, but also incredibly important because it explains a lot about the ways in which we are all wired differently, and it helps us to bridge whatever gaps there may be in the ways in which we view the world and go about conducting ourselves both professionally and personally. My fascination with the topic of introverts began about five years ago when I attended a professional event featuring Susan Cain, author of the book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, which at that time was brand new and which has since gone on to achieve huge popularity by shifting the conversation about this topic in such a way that now talking about introverts has become mainstream. At this conference, Kane spoke extensively about her book, which is the distillation of many years of research and what she discovered about introverts and herself in the process. As a closet introvert, meeting Kane and reading her book were watershed moments for me. It was the first time I'd encountered such an open discussion about something which had been very personal and hidden for me for many years, and the conversation was being framed in such an open, frank, and enlightening way. Her book was the first which gave introverts a meaningful voice, and it provided her audience with an insight into what makes introverts who they are, and it also sensitized readers about the importance and contributions of introverts, particularly as leaders. Since that time, there's been much written about introverts and what makes them tick. So, what are these qualities and characteristics that tend to distinguish introverts from the rest of the pack? Introverts tend to be private, quiet, and reserved, and often prefer to be alone, particularly when they need to recharge their batteries. They think carefully about an issue and will often wait to contribute to a larger group until they fully understand the topic and feel that they can speak thoughtfully. Introverts are more sensitive than most to stimulation of all types, which manifests itself in myriad ways. For example, while introverts often enjoy having meaningful conversations with others that they know well, either one-on-one or in a small group, it is often challenging for them to engage in superficial chit-chat among large groups of people whom they do not know. They are generally discerning of others, prefer to work independently, and often enter professions where they can work alone most of the time. Given their personalities and tendencies, introverts are often misunderstood as aloof or arrogant. However, more often than not, nothing could be further from the truth. Perhaps this is why many introverts feel the need to hide their introverted tendencies. 
Interestingly, Carl Jung and many other psychologists claim that all individuals display both introverted and extroverted tendencies, and that no person can be just one to the exclusion of the other. Moreover, people's tendencies often change over time. I've spoken to a number of rather extroverted individuals who have told me that they have become more introverted as they have gotten older. It may shock you how many introverts there are among us. Kane wrote that at least one-third of the people we know are introverts. This statistic is significantly higher among lawyers. In fact, I recently read that well over 50% of lawyers are characterized as introverts on personality tests such as Myers-Briggs. Given that so many of us are introverts, we need to be self-aware enough to acknowledge this about ourselves and to think about how this impacts our day-to-day -day lives and interactions with others. It is also incredibly important for us to consider these qualities and predilections in the context of our careers and how we must perform so that we can excel in a profession that has been and continues to undergo profound change and which seems much better suited to the extroverts among us. We all need to embrace who we are and to understand our natural tendencies. Whether an introvert or an extrovert, there is no right or wrong. We are wired a certain way and we need to acknowledge and accept this about ourselves. The introverts among us should understand that our natural tendencies can sometimes lead to self-limiting behavior and that sometimes we need to turn it off. This is particularly true with respect to more extroverted activities associated with networking, business development, and building your practice. Getting to know potential business leads is an uphill battle if you do not put yourself out there. If people do not know who you are and what you have to offer, then it becomes very challenging to develop the relationships, credibility, and trust that are crucial to developing a practice. These types of situations can be difficult for introverts. Nevertheless, when we find ourselves in situations calling for us to be more extroverted, we need to get out of our heads and into the moment. We all need to develop a comfort zone for being outside of our comfort zones. If we are passionate about what we do, we will naturally project it and want to share it with others, regardless of whether we are introverts or extroverts. Collaboration is an important part of the problem-solving and client service process. This can often be more difficult for introverts, who generally prefer to work by themselves and like to minimize interactions with others. As lawyers, we need to understand that this can often lead to self-limiting behavior by impacting both the work product we deliver to clients as well as the perceptions of our coworkers, who may not fully understand the introverts' behaviors and tendencies in these types of situations. We must all make a concerted effort to balance the benefits of different types of working styles and contributions and work together to reach optimal results for our clients. As shocking as it may seem, Introverts can and often do rise to leadership positions. A number of authors, including Kane and Jim Collins, in his landmark management book, Good to Great, have studied effective leadership qualities, many of which are attributable to introverts. These skills include strong listening and intuition, introspection, deep thinking, humility, and compassion. 
If we each look at the leaders in our organizations, communities, and globally, we are sure to find at least a few introverts among them. Since I have started writing and speaking about the world of introverts and openly admitting to others that I am in fact an introvert, there have been a number of people who have told me how much it has meant to them that I've come out about being an introvert and that I must be one of those introverts in the she hides it well camp. I have also been interviewed by several lawyers who likewise consider themselves introverts and have expressed interest in exploring ways to cope as an introvert in what by every measure is a very extroverted world. My takeaway from these experiences is that the discussion about introverts remains an open and important one that resonates with many. Even now, there still remains much mystery and intrigue about what makes us introverts tick. We are among the most misunderstood in society, particularly when we spend most of our lives donning extroverted clothing. One of the most important things we can all do is to understand and respect the different personality traits of those around us. While people do not always demonstrate the same sets of traits across personality types, certain tendencies often manifest themselves. For all of you extroverts out there who are interested in better understanding the introverted contingent in your universe, here are some tips I'd like to share with you for working and living with introverts. First, you need to understand what being introverted means. Being introverted simply means that we recharge our batteries by being alone, rather than by being with others. This tendency often manifests itself through our work habits and how we choose to spend our free time. If we do not get enough alone time, we can feel run down and edgy. Next, understand what being introverted doesn't mean. An important part of successfully interacting with an introvert is understanding what being introverted does not mean. For example, it does not mean that we are shy, nor does it mean that we are aloof. It also doesn't mean that we are arrogant or that we don't like people. We are just like everyone else. We just need more alone time than others. Also, keep in mind that introverts are quiet, but that doesn't mean we don't have anything to say. While we may not be quick to speak, it does not mean we don't have an opinion. It simply means we are gathering data points and want to hear from others first before formulating our own opinion and taking the steps to express it. Next, remember that introverts have good listening skills. Introverts tend to do a lot more listening than talking. We also tend to be perceptive and notice details that others may miss. This is just how we are wired. As a result, we may arrive at ideas and solutions that are a bit different than the average person, but which nevertheless also meaningfully contribute to the bottom line. Also, introverts are deep thinkers. We are very analytical and try to see all sides to a particular situation before making a decision. During our quiet time, we are often thinking about a variety of issues on parallel tracks. This is what we tend to do in lieu of talking to others. Also understand that introverts can be hard to read. This is because we are quiet and we often will not speak our mind freely unless we are with others whom we know well and trust. Our silence can also be misconstrued for something more than what it is. After all, we live in an environment of perpetual stimuli. This is not only exhausting for the typical introvert, 
but others tend to think that something is wrong when the introverts among us aren't enthusiastically contributing to the barrage of communications. If we can all keep in mind that introverts are just a bit more reserved and nothing more, others will be less likely to misread where we are coming from. Next, remember that crowds often make introverts uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong, introverts enjoy being with people. We just tend to prefer one-on-one -on -one communications or being in small groups, particularly with people whom we already know. Introverts do not usually enjoy engaging in idle chit-chat and instead seek a more meaningful connection with others. Introverts also need time alone. It's an energy thing. When introverts have spent a lot of time with other people, particularly those whom we do not know, it can be a physically draining experience. We need time by ourselves to recalibrate and to prepare ourselves energetically for our next encounters. Given how busy our lives are, finding adequate time to do this can be tough. So for those of you who find yourselves interacting with an introvert who seems a bit out of sorts, it may very well be that we have not been able to sufficiently recharge our batteries. It's also important to remember that introverts don't like being the center of attention, particularly in social settings. Again, it's an energy thing. Being the center of attention at a social event requires a lot of energy and takes us introverts outside of our comfort zone. While we are able to do what it takes and can actually be quite outgoing and engaging while doing it, introverts need to find some quiet time soon thereafter to recharge. Finally, introverts are self-aware and know we are introverted. Sometimes introverts feel insecure or even guilty about being the way we are. This is particularly true given the societal pressure to always be on, which tends to make things even more difficult for the introverts among us. We usually know what we need to do in order to get ourselves back into equilibrium if we have been engaged in extroverted activities. The extroverts among us should do what they can to give us the space to do that, knowing that we will be back with them all the more quickly. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. We hope that you've enjoyed our discussion about introverts and what makes them tick. We appreciate you joining us and hope that you will join us next week. I am your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.